everybody. Welcome back to Two Jane Doe's. And Happy New Year. Just like nine days late, but oh well, here we are. Um, so far, I give 2022 a zero star rating. Yeah, because now apparently if you get a head cold, you have to quarantine over that too. So, it'll be awesome. Looking forward to it. Highly anticipated. So much fun. <laughs> but today, we're just going to jump right in and we're going to dive into a highly debated case. We're going to be looking into the mysterious death of Kanika Jenkins. Something about the circumstances in which she was found and the manner in which the investigation was handled seems a little fishy fish. So we're going to be looking into her case that is closed according to law enforcement, but not so much amongst the general population. Hmm. And as we get further into this, you'll probably like, what? <clears throat> How? Huh? Because that's exactly what I did when I was doing the research for this case. Sounds like it's going to be... We're going to have some rabbit holes in this, I feel. Oh, yeah. We're going to go down some rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. It gets weird, like, straight from the get-go. Um, and thanks to TikTok, just doing a little true crime uh, search on TikTok, it's pulled up more cases than I think Google has for me. And it's a lot of more recent cases, too. So, good on the TikTok people that are, like, spreading awareness about these cases and letting people know that some of them are fishy fish. A little sussy sus. Mm-hmm. So, jumping right in, Kanika, which I did have to do a Facebook search for her to make sure this is how you pronounce your name because you know how Facebook has that nifty little tool and it's like, how do you pronounce your name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure because I was definitely just saying it like Kanika and that's not the way you pronounce it. It's Kanika and she was born in Chicago on May 27th, 1998 to Teresa Martin. I also, uh, like I said, I did quick... Facebook searches for both of them um, because there wasn't too many, let's just say, good photos that were uh, attached to her name on a Google search, which we'll jump into that too. Um, but anyways, I did a quick Facebook search for Kanika, and from what I could see, even though her profile was private, and obviously she is deceased, so she can't maintain it any longer, she was a typical teenager that loved being with her friends. She was a very beautiful young girl who had a big bright smile. And when I did a Facebook search for her mother, her mother didn't have like your typical ad friend Facebook profile. She had a like public figure profile. And at the time that we're recording this, she has 205,000 followers on this page and her last post was two hours ago. So she's pretty active on this page and she posts everything from J4K for life, meaning justice for Kanika for life, and all the purple emojis since this was Kanika's favorite caller. She also just posts general updates about her life and the rest of her family, things like that. And there is a cash app on there, but I wasn't sure as to how this cash app work. I didn't know if it was going to go towards legal fees for the family continuing to fight. I'd sent a message to her mom and I didn't get any response. But then again, in the grander scheme of things, who are we? Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah, nobody. We just, we just a blip on the radar. I mean, we, we struggle to even get an episode out a week, so. Hmm. Isn't that the truth? That's okay. You know, it's okay. So anyways... In September of 2017, Teresa had just had breast surgery due to cancer and Kanika was supposed to be watching out for her. On September 8th, Kanika told Teresa that she was going to go out with some friends. She told her they would be going bowling and then to a movie to celebrate her getting a job at a nursing home. Kanika borrowed her mom's car and left the house around 11.30 p.m. Shocker. Kids freaking lie, man. Mm -hmm. They lie, especially teenagers. I know I've done it I definitely to my parents said, multiple times. Yeah, I definitely said I was going out with a girlfriend, and I'd be caught backing up out of the driveway with a guy with a beard, so it happens. Normal teenage things, though. Kanika and her three friends did not go bowling or to a movie that night. They instead went to a party on the ninth floor of the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel 
in Rosemont, Illinois. And that is a lot to fucking say. Yeah. Yeah. Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <clears throat> and on this night, Kanika went out in a white bra, cut-off denim jacket, and ripped jeans. So as we discuss the next part, you know what you're looking for. On the way to the party, they stopped to pick up a Bluetooth speaker, a bottle of Hennessy, some energy drinks, and some marijuana. They are in for a good time. Exactly. They're planning to just have a party. And the reason why we put that little description of what she looked like that night is because, excuse me, True Crime Garage has a few videos on their website that we're going to be posting all the links to in our socials. So that way, when you watch these videos, all of which are less than five minutes long, you can see where Kanika falls in line at this party, who you're looking for, that sort of thing. Um, And that's really the only details you need because other than that, she just has long black straight hair and she's wearing a white bra, denim jacket, and tore up jeans and she's wearing some Jordans as well, but you don't really see her feet that much in the videos. So... The first video that True Crime Garage posted is 2 minutes and 22 seconds long and this is obviously taken prior to Kanika and her friends arriving at the party and the girls stream these videos live on Facebook and Snapchat and throughout the videos you can hear some of the people saying, oh you have X amount of viewers and so on and so forth. That also prompts you to know that the videos are going out live. So. Kanika is seated in the back seat of the vehicle on the right side and with her are three other girls and a guy in the back seat. So in the back seat you have Kanika, a girl, you know, one of her girlfriends, and then a guy. And then in the front you have two girls. Now going back to what we previously said, she borrowed her mom's car and she was the one that was driving. In this she is clearly not driving. So, some other person is driving the vehicle, and they are listening to music and drinking some sort of blue juice. Hmm, wonder what that could be. Hmm. And, like I said, to me, as long as she's not driving, it's not the biggest deal. Pre-gaming for a party. Everybody does it. Yep, everybody's done it. Um, And, again, just remember that she borrowed her car, her mom's car, but somebody else is driving. So, now we go into the party, and on September 9th at approximately 1.13 a.m., they arrive at the party, which brings us to the next video that is posted on True Crime Garage. This one is 3 minutes and 26 seconds long, and clearly the party is in full swing. Keeping in mind, this is a hotel, too. So, and that's not a, an unusual thing for parties to take place in either. Right, honestly. right. But usually, if people have parties, they're going to have it like a conference center. They're going to rent out a specific room. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, but this time, Kanika is not the one holding the phone. She's not the one that's in like point blank view of the camera. It's some other young man that now has the phone. And he kind of pans the phone around, showing everybody there was like 20 to 30 people packed in this hotel room. Lord. And about 1 minute and 42 seconds into the video, you can hear the music kind of be cut down real low. And then someone says, hey, don't be so loud. And the guy with the phone says, it's a little too late for that. And then he confirms to everybody else in the room that... The person that warned them was the manager. But then he says, my car keys, my weed. And then the music cuts off. And all you kind of hear is jumbled conversation. And at the end of the video, you can hear the music starts up again. And the guy with the phone says, didn't I say turn that music off? And then that's the kind of end of that video. And something that we're going to mention throughout mentioning these videos is... That they kind of overlap each other, like the end of one will cut into the beginning of the next one. So I don't know. I would imagine if they're live, it used to be all one video, but some third party has gotten a hold of the full video and has kind of chopped it up into different pieces. So they do kind of overlap. But at this point, like I said, the party's in full swing, music's loud, everybody's rapping along. 
Um, they're drinking, and then they get a warning, say, hey, turn it down. Like, this is a hotel. There's other people staying here. Mm-hmm. Keep it down. And I can imagine, like, if it is, if this is the hotel right by the airport, there's people there that have been on long flights. Oh, yeah. 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 They're and... exhausted, and they're just like, oh, my God, these people. But let's be honest here. You got all these people at a party. Mm-hmm. One manager comes up and says, hey, you know, calm it down. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to listen. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Why would they? They are there to have a good time. That was their goal. They're not going to let someone tell them no. Right, right. So, like I said, at this point, and you do see Kanika in some of the videos as he pans around the room. You know, she's obviously drinking, hanging out with friends. She's rapping along. She's. It seems that she's having a good time. So... And trust me, I had to sit and watch these videos over and over just to kind of, like, pick them apart. And it was rough. Mm. It was rough. There's nothing crazy in these videos, but it gives you, like, an inside look into what she got into that night. Right. Which and may it's... or may not have led up ultimately to her death. And we're going to leave that for you to decide. And it's hard to say if this was, you know... A regular thing for her or if it wasn't we don't know right which I mean she was 19 years old she was a young girl like yeah live your best life but anywho uh, the third video is three minutes and ten seconds long and again still uh, at the party and like I said this one kind of overlaps the end of this one the previous video with the beginning of this one um, but the music is kicked back on and everyone starts singing along again and the guy with the phone moves around at this point like he's up walking around showing other people before it was like he was stationary in one place kind of just panning the camera around now he's up and he's uh, walking around and you're getting to see more if he's at the party and there are moments in these videos that repeat for some reason um, so not just the end of one and the beginning of another overlapping. Like there's video, like there's moments where, like with my car keys, my weed, that kind of jumped and like skipped and repeated in the video. So I'm, I'm not real sure what that was about. But then again, if somebody was chopping these, you know, live streams up into smaller pieces, <laughs> that could have been where it came from. But they do kind of uh, have segments that repeat themselves. But anyways, the point gets made that this is a pretty poppin' hotel party with quite a few people there. And like I said, my initial guess was like 20. But later, they they estimate that there's probably about 30 people there. Wow. And that's a lot stuffed into... One hotel room. One hotel room. And so... The final video is 5 minutes and 59 seconds long, and this is obviously the longest one. And this one, I don't know, this one felt kind of uncomfortable to me. And it goes into one of the conspiracy theories, and we'll get into that. But this one just feels so different from the rest of them, because it seems like the the music is much lower now. There's not as many people in the hotel room. So it's as if the party has been dying down for a while. Right, like people are leaving... And things are starting to die down some. But it's cut from this party scene to just a girl holding the phone way too close to her face. She's wearing these super reflective sunglasses. And they're, the girl is talking to somebody else in the video. But the music in the background, you can't make out what she's saying. And in the reflection of her sunglasses, you can see there are still other people in the room. And they say that you could see Kanika in the reflection of her glasses kind of sitting across from her. I didn't happen to notice that. But then again, like, I don't have CSI trained eyeballs. You know, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just somebody who's looking at this from the outside. But then the video cuts to another girl with her hair kind of up in a messy bun. And then it jumps back to the girl with the super reflective sunglasses. So it kind of jumps around a little bit. Um, they pass the blunt around, she takes a hit, exhales, there's not much more that can be pulled from the video. Um, the girl with the glasses answers a couple calls on another phone, lasting a few seconds each. Again, you can't tell what she's talking about. 
And then at the end of the video, another girl enters holding a drink with a long ponytail. And she takes the phone for a few seconds before the video ends. And like I said, I'm going to share all of these links um, to our Facebook page so you guys can see them if you want. And then, like I said, this, this last 5 minute, 59 second long video, it just feels so disjointed from the other two. I didn't put this in my notes, but there is like a moment in this last video where it sounds like something like sinister is going down. But it's kind of hard to tell in this True Crime Garage video whether or not that's part of the music that they're listening to or what's going on. Um, and we took a quick pause and Kayla actually did some more Google searches. And there is some videos out there where it seems like the music is either cut out from the video and you can actually hear some of them talking. And this girl with the super reflective glasses does make a statement saying, like, Kanisha's not here. And she's she's obviously very intoxicated. She's mm. probably higher than a kite. And maybe she meant to say Kanika's not here. Because she looks up at somebody and answers their question. And it sounds like Kanisha ain't here. But if you're intoxicated, you're slurring your words. Mm -hmm. She very well could have meant Kanika. Yeah. So, I don't know. You guys, like I said, I'm going to post the links to these videos on our Facebook page. You guys feel free to, to watch them and let us know what you guys think. Um, it's definitely... Yeah. It, that last video is definitely very... There's just a whole different vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like you go from full swing party mode to everything's toned down. Everything's quiet now. Like, you clearly, like, you should have left hours ago kind of feeling. Right, exactly. So, <clears throat> at around 1.30 a.m., Kanika sent a text to her sister, which is the last her family would ever hear from her. And around 2.16 a.m., Kanika posts a Snapchat video that appears to show her in a hotel bathroom. Friends say that Kanika spent the time talking with friends, drinking, and dancing. Well, some people say, like, from the videos, they were like, it's obvious that Kanika wasn't having a good time. Guys were, like, aggressively flirting with her, this, that, and other. But from what I could tell, that picture wasn't painted for me. You know? It looked like she was a young girl having a good time out on the town with her friends. Obviously doing things she shouldn't have been doing, but that's, that's beside the there. That's beside the point. Um, at around 3 a.m., the girls decided to leave the party. And when they made it to the hotel lobby, Kanika realized that she had left her things back in the hotel room, like her car keys and cell phone. Kanika is then left alone in either the hotel lobby or by the ninth floor elevator. Friends said that they only took about 10 to 15 minutes obtaining her items. Mm-hmm. Which is not a very, it's not, not a very long bit of time. No, I mean, that's enough to go to where you need to go, find what you're looking for, mm -hmm. tell everybody bye again, and leave. Right. Initially. Right. Um, but they say that when they returned, she was just gone. CBS released a 50-second long video showing surveillance from the hotel that was from around 3.25 a.m., this surveillance shows Kanika staggering around the hotel by herself, bumping into walls and a stair railing, which, uh, hello if you're intoxicated, you ain't walking straight. Right. Um, she lurches through a empty kitchen, disappears around a corner, and is never seen alive again. Right, and that's where the video cuts out. Again, we do have the clip of this. We'll post it to our Facebook page so you guys can see it. So look forward to, like, an assault of posts. Uh, that you guys can see and review for yourself. Um, but yeah, the, the video cuts out when she cuts the uh, disappears around a corner. Like, there's no more surveillance available of that area, according to the hotel. I'm going to go down my first rabbit hole right here. Go for it. <clears throat> so, when you're with people, and you're drinking with them, you're smoking weed, whatever, um... And I understand that this isn't everybody, but I hope to God that when you do go out with people, that you hope 
that you trust them enough to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these friends just kind of left her to go get those things by herself, it's just like a red flag to me. Because if I, if I know I'm drunk and I see that you are drunk, I'm not going to say, please leave me alone. No, I'm going to want somebody right. to go with me. And it doesn't take multiple people to go get keys and a cell phone. No, but at least one person could have went with her. No, see, that's the thing. Kanika was left alone to wait by herself while her friends went back up to get the things. So Kanika was left, and that, that's where the inconsistency started. It was either she was alone in the hotel lobby, the hall room, or by the ninth floor elevator. Nobody is really saying for sure, but her friends left her to wait while they went back up to get her stuff. And so, then when they got back, she was just gone. So then here's my, my other question, my other rabbit hole. Why couldn't she go get her in things? Why didn't her friends not want her to go back up there to get her things? I don't know. And, you know, one of her family members had made a post on Teresa's page that was kind of talking about how shady her friends were. That she was always there for them when they were drunk or high or whatever. And that they just kind of left her by herself. Um, which her friends do release statements later. And, you know, they said, like, Kaniko was their best friend since day one. Um, they had plans on doing everything throughout life together. Which, I mean, I'm sure they did. Um, but that's just many, one of the many conspiracy theories that we're going to jump into. But, like we said, her friends go up to get her stuff, but then when they come back, she's just gone. And it wasn't until 4 a.m. that her friends decided to call her mom, Teresa, to let her know that they couldn't find Kanika and asked if maybe she had gone home without them. Which, now that I'm reading these notes out loud, how could she go home without them? Her keys and stuff were left upstairs. Yeah, and being 19, I'm sure... You know, you're not thinking, hey, I need to get a cab. Yeah, and I don't think that she would have been like, you know, she can't do Uber or anything like that without her cell phone. Right. So, how would she have made a home without her cell phone or her keys? Unless she walked. Unless she walked, which I... If she, I mean, was, if she was all, you know, stumbling around <laughs> and stuff, I doubt she was walking home. Right, and I mean, if she left her house around 11, didn't even make it into the party until after 1, and all they did was stop to get a speaker, some Red Bull, some Hennessy, I don't think that that's something that's going to take two hours to accomplish. No. So, that just makes me think that there was quite a, you know, at least 20 minutes, anyways. Yeah, of a, a drive. Of a drive. From, from her, her home to the hotel. And so, a 20-minute drive could easily turn into a forever walk yeah (laughs) yeah she did not walk home (laughs) right so around 5 a.m kanika's friends returned teresa's car to her house and teresa immediately turned around and went back to the hotel to start looking for herself and she felt that kanika's friends were hiding something but couldn't tell what it was and she could also tell that they had been drinking and were possibly high And she asked if her daughter had drank anything, and they told her she had one drink, which this brings me to my next point. She was pre-gaming. Yeah. In the first video that we saw. So this was obviously a lie. You know, she had, they had started drinking. Before they even got to the party. Before they even got to the party. And feel free to come at me if you want, but... If all that was was like some kind of, you know, coconut berry Red Bull and a clear Solo cup, you don't pass that around the car between you and your friends. No. And ain't nobody going to convince me otherwise. No. So, obviously she was pre-gaming and I highly doubt that this 19-year-old girl went to a party... And didn't get and didn't drink yeah. or smoke either one. And and you know I, I can understand from the friend standpoint here. You know they don't necessarily probably want to tell Teresa what really happened because then again all of them were somewhere they weren't supposed to be. They right. were supposed to be bowling and at the movies. Exactly. They were supposed to be somewhere completely different. Um. So anyways, Teresa asked the front desk for help, but 
They just flat out refuse. She asks to see the security footage or for their security officer to look at the footage for her to figure out where Kanika had gone, but they told her only police could look at the tapes. So, at around 7.15 a.m., Teresa called 911 about Kanika, and we have that call that we're going to play for you. But buckle up, because it's 10 minutes and 40 seconds long.
So that's a lot to take in. Uh, yeah, I was kind of like talking in circles there for a hot second. <laughs> but I mean, you know, yeah. Once you reach that adult age, you have to wait 24 hours before you can file a missing persons report. Right. Well, see, the officer didn't even tell her that. He just told her, you can file it at any time. But he's just trying to advise her, like, hey, it's only been a few hours since her parent, you know, or since her friends last seen her. Maybe she's passed out in the room. If she has been drinking, you know, her mom's saying she can only take one sip of liquor and she's drunk, which, same. But, I mean... If this is the case, then, you know, it would make sense that, hey, maybe she has just passed out in the room, you know, since she has been drinking. Um, but now... Why didn't she go on up to check the room? Bang on the door. You know what right? I mean? Right. Well, we're going to get into that, too. <sighs> but at the same time... I know we kind of put the, the wagon in front of the horse here. We already know that she was left alone and the footage shows that she's stumbling around the hotel by herself. So we know that that's not the case. But we're kind of trying to stick to the timeline here. And since her stumbling comes before the 911 call, it would just make sense to put it that way. So at 1.16 that afternoon... Um, Kanika was officially entered into the Law Enforcement Agency's data system, or the LEAD system, as a missing person. And at 8.29 that evening, police are dispatched to the hotel after an employee reports that a Jenkins family member is knocking on doors looking for her. Which is understandable. Uh, yeah. You know, if this girl is very involved with her family and her friends and no one's heard from her, that's a problem. So... After they arrived, police finally asked the sur- for the to After they arrived, police finally asked to view the surveillance videos and are shown the video of Jenkins entering the hotel with her friends. They also check room 926 where the party was at and a nearby stairwell and they reported nothing suspicious. The hotel staff continues to review surveillance videos and police leave the hotel but tell family to contact them with any new information. Which this just seems so backwards to me. Isn't it the police's job to, like, look for any new information? I mean, unless they just mean by new information if Kanika contacts you. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably more along the lines of what they were looking for. But it to me, it kind of sounds like they didn't view all the surveillance videos right then and there. Right, no, obviously they didn't, or else they would have seen... Her stumbling down Her the hall. stumbling through the halls. Yeah. Completely disoriented. And realizing that she never left that hotel. Right. So, red flag on the police there for not doing their job completely. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and then, you know, they're also probably thinking, this woman's daughter's 19. She can do what she wants, blah, blah, blah. But, hello. Right. She is, is only 19. Right, which is typically the case. Like, once you hit 18, you know, and I was listening to another podcast kind of going down a different rabbit hole, but I was listening to another podcast where um, an adult had just went missing. And once you're an adult, even if you go missing and the police find you, like, if I go missing, the police find me, but I'm an adult, I could tell them, do not tell anybody where I'm at. And they, under no obligation, have to let anybody know where I'm at. Because I'm an adult and I can make that decision for myself. So you can kind of fall into that gray area, too. It is very much a gray area. And it sucks because, you know, I don't think legal adult age should be 18. I really don't. I mean, I think it's a lot. You know, you go from 17 in high school to after that you can do whatever you want. It's, but, but it's you have to like face that. the music for yourself. It's no longer on your parents to, to carry that load for you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot. So, after this, uh, the police sent out a second search team to look for her and follow her last known steps. Going back to the CBS footage we discussed earlier, um, the last known footage shows her walking through this kitchen and going off camera. In that area was a freezer that had a cooler in front with a second door leading to the freezer areas. 
video does not show her walking into the freezer, but it's speculated she opened the door, walked in, and couldn't find her way out again. Now, it should be said that this kitchen was under renovation and not in use, but the freezer was still on and running because it was being used as extra storage for food for an upcoming new restaurant in the hotel. It was about 34 degrees Fahrenheit inside the freezer, the lights were not on, and it was in total darkness. Kaneko was found inside the freezer around 12.30 a.m. on September 10th. She was found lying on the floor, face down, hair messy, and with one shoe off. She was frozen solid, as police described her. Anybody who's frozen solid, I don't think you want to go see. Mm-hmm. But if you're like ourselves, we're kind of weird like that. So, unfortunately, we do look at those videos and pictures. Um warned yes because they have been released and they can be seen and it's it's not like for me in my head I know it's one thing to watch a scary movie and you know you're looking at something that's totally fake but then it's another whole gut-wrenching feeling when you look at something and you know that that was once a vibrant young very much alive person that is now you know, in digital, on your computer, dead. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I enjoy, like, the idea of, like, you know, what morticians do and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. But then there's the other part of me that doesn't even like walking up to a casket at a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, like I said, I wanted to include that in here because they were leaked. I don't think it was, you know, somebody just release these pictures out there and I will say this they're not super graphic they're not super like she does look a mess but if you're dead I don't think you care what you look like but I mean these photos are on the internet and if you search Kanika Jenkins you will find them and like I said I don't recommend you do it but just know if you listen to this podcast and you want to dive deeper and look for more information, then you're going to eventually stumble across these photos. And but let's 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 take a moment and analyze this freezer situation, okay? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, this is a kitchen that's not in use because it's being renovated. Right, and you can see that from the CBS footage. It's a completely clean kitchen. There's like nothing in there. But my thing is, if it is being renovated, for instance, mm-hmm. typically it's not going to be so readily available to the public in such a way. You know, there's going to be something saying, do not enter, they're going to have the door locked, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So, kind of strange that she was just able to stumble right in. Right. Yes. And that's one of the things we're going to get into, too. And another thing is, is the fuck do you mean you have a freezer... And then a second freezer. I mean, is it like a fridge and then you walk into a freezer? Yeah, that's pretty much the setup. It's like a walk-in fridge where, like, like I know, okay, flashback. I worked at Arby's and we had the walk-in fridge and then inside that was, like, a freezer. Oh, see, like, working at Chick-fil-A it wasn't were... like that. We had a freezer and then we had walk-in. Right. Separate. Right. So, like, I would have to go in and pull meat. And it's just huge stacks of roast beef. And I'm just five foot nothing. And I'm trying to pull this meat. But yeah, that that's kind of the setup that they're just, they're describing here. Is, you know, you've got the walk-in and you've got a freezer. And yeah. So it's a, it's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot to, to, to dive into. <laughs> yeah, there's so much stuff running through my head right now. But we'll continue. Yes. I'll save my stammering for later. It's okay. <laughs> I don't feel like anybody can really fully follow my thoughts when I speak, so it's okay. <laughs> wow. Because I'm a mess. <sighs> so, police informed the family of what they had found, and they asked Teresa to identify Kanika's body. Um, nearly a month later, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office ruled that Kanika's death was accidental and caused by hypothermia from exposure to cold with alcohol intoxication and the presence of prescription drug used for treating migraines and epilepsy listed as significant contributing factors. And there was no further investigations about this at all. 
Right. And going back, there is another video, which I didn't copy the link or anything, but there's another video where you can see them kind of like leading Teresa into the kitchen, into the freezer for her to identify it, and then like Teresa just comes running back out. And there's no audio, but like you know she's screaming. And she's Ugh. devastated. It, it is just awful. So like I said, that's kind of that's kind of where it sits. Is they think it was purely accidental. She was drunk. She wandered in there. She couldn't get out. And that's kind of where it stays. So in October 2020, Teresa filed a lawsuit seeking $50 million in damages. Teresa claims in the suit that the Crown Plaza Hotel, the hotel security staff, and a restaurant at the hotel are responsible in her daughter's death. The suit accuses the hotel of not properly monitoring, monitoring the security cameras and not reviewing it soon enough, even after they became aware that Kanika had gone missing, which could have prevented her death. The lawsuit also notes that Kanika passed by several hotel personnel who should have stopped her from wandering around the hotel and going into the kitchen when she was, quote, visibly disoriented and in dire need of assistance, end quote. The lawsuit alleges that the hotel failed to secure a dangerous area or have competent staff with counts of negligence and premises liability against the hotel and other parties associated with the hotel. Which is where my statement of why wasn't this closed off for renovations to the public. Exactly, which is what she is claiming in this suit. So, she also talks about how she passed by hotel personnel. In the clips that I saw, I'm not saying they're right out there. But I didn't see that she passed by anybody. But if this was a 24-hour type deal, if it was located near the airport, it does seem like they probably would have personnel wandering around. Um, But however, the lawsuit also blames the hotel and its security for not stopping the party where several people were crammed into the room that was only meant for four people where the smoke detector had been disabled and where there was a strong odor of a, quote, intoxicant, end quote. The lawsuit adds that Kanika was, quote, seriously, painfully, and permanently hurt and injured as her body shut down and she froze to death, end quote. A spokesperson for the hotel vowed to fight the lawsuit. He said, quote, the death of Kanika Jenkins was a tragedy, but the proximate cause of her death were the unsavory individuals who used stolen credit cards to book a room and host an illegal party which Miss Jenkins attended, end quote. And they continued saying, quote, those criminals escaped the hotel before police arrived and have never truly been held accountable. This lawsuit has no merit and we will vigorously contest it, end quote. Now, I couldn't find that much about... Whether the lawsuit was won or not? Uh... No, I never. I don't think a ruling's been made on that either way. Ugh. I think that's still pending. But uh, the stolen credit card deal—I didn't. Other than it being attached to conspiracy theories, I didn't see that much. Okay, well let's 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 take a look into this. So, okay, so obviously there had to be people of age to purchase alcohol, correct? Right. Correct. And one I mean, of her friends that went with her to buy the bottle of Hennessy on the way there had to have been of age. Okay. So then maybe what I was about to say doesn't add. But I was going to say, I know that in order to stay in a hotel, you have, some hotels will not let you book a room unless you're 21. Right. So, I mean, but if there's people there, you know, you have to be 21 to purchase alcohol. So maybe there was somebody who could legally purchase that room. Right. And I mean, the young man that had the... The phone in some of the videos that True Crime, True Crime Garage shared, he looked like he was over 21, for sure. And I'm sure there were several other people in that room that were over 21. But the other thing is, like, I'm sure there had to have been noise complaints. And when that manager had first went exactly. in there and seen all those people, because first of all, that's that's probably considered some sort of fire hazard to have that many people crammed into one room that should only be meant for four. Exactly. Or else why would they say this room sleeps four people? That's right. the max. So immediately when he opened that door and says, you know, turn it down, he should have got everybody to leave or told them to leave or something. Right. And if they didn't leave, that's when he should have called the police to come and bust it. Right. So, yeah, I can see where she's like, Hmm, your incompetent personnel didn't do what they were supposed to do. And not only that, 
if you've ever been around weed or marijuana, whatever you want to call it, I'm not a professional and I'm going to call it weed because that's what it is. But if you've ever been around weed, you know what it smells like. And when that manager opened that door, if they're passing around joints, blunts, what have you, that's an unmistakable smell. Oh, and I, I guarantee you, if there was that much going on in that room with that many people, you could probably smell that all the way down the hall. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't understand why that wouldn't have been shut down there. Going back to incompetent staff. Um, I mean, and I'm not victim blaming. I'm not saying that. This is very tragic. But, I mean, what, like what my parents always say, you, you run with the big dogs, you get fleas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you hang out with the wrong people. Exactly. She knew the people that she was going to be around. She knew the people that were going to be at this party and the things that were going to be taking place. I'm not saying that justifies her death or that she should have died because of that. Nobody should die because of the people that they associate with. No. But... It just sucks. And in a way... Like, I, I still don't understand how she goes from young, vivacious, having a good time with friends, to dead in a freezer. That make that that part is what makes no sense to me. No, and in a way, her her friends should, should be somewhat held accountable for that. I mean, I going back to, she should have never been left alone. No, It doesn't take... You know, if she rolled up to this party with three other people... At most, two of them should have went up there. Somebody should have been left with Kanika so she wasn't left alone. Yeah. And, and even then, if she was, like, left alone in, in the lobby or something, and, I mean, there should have been somebody at the front desk, at least, that would have seen her go somewhere. Right. But maybe not. Maybe they were down a few floors and then they just left her there. And that's why she was stumbling around some hallway where she shouldn't have been in the first place. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways. So, I mean, we're not going to be able to explain this away. But there are five conspiracy theories that we wanted to jump into. With the first one being, she was being raped while her friends were on Facebook Live. And we kind of hinted at this earlier. Um... With that final video from True Crime Garage that just seemed so disjointed from the others. Some people say that this Facebook Live showed Kanika's last moments. And viewers believed that they could hear what sounded like a woman's moans and screams in the background. And that it was Kanika crying out for help. Kanika could also be seen in the reflection of her friend's sunglasses. But reports that she was being sexually assaulted proved to be unfounded. So, when they did the autopsy and they found, like, that prescription drug, the alcohol and everything else in her system, they concluded that she had not been sexually assaulted. So, that, unless, you know, you're dealing with some dirty cops or something, that proves to be unfounded. Right. And, you know, from what I've seen, it was very hard to see in the reflection of that woman's glasses. Right. But from what I could see, it looked like she was sitting across from somebody with white shoes, ripped jeans, and a red jacket or a red long sleeve shirt. Mm. I could not sit there and tell you that I've seen Kanika in her sunglasses. But again, right. I'm not someone who has like a trained eye or anything. Right. That's exactly what I said. And I mean, when she was found, she had on her denim, her crop denim jacket, her white bra her ripped jeans, and I believe they were gray and white Jordans. So, I mean, that just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't add up. And if they're saying, according to the autopsy and everything, she wasn't sexually assaulted, like I said, unless it's a cover-up and, you know, somebody's trying to hide the facts, then it's hard. Yeah. that one's kind of it's kind not of really that plausible. Stretching it, kind right. of. So, conspiracy number two is that her friends set her up. A theory began circulating pointing to Kanika's friends, and according to this narrative, her friends set her up to be raped for money. The incident turned fatal, and she was murdered, then dumped in the freezer. 
While this would explain why her clothing appeared to be falling off her body, it was debunked by surveillance footage that showed Kanika walking alone. Right, and this is something else that somebody else had explained. That would take so much time. Which, I mean, maybe could explain why it took so long for the footage to get back to police. And for them to, you know, to review it and everything else. But somebody would have to go frame by frame and edit out another body. That well, just seems like that's so much more work. And it does, it didn't look like Kanika was trying to follow any certain path, if that makes sense. She just looked like she was just walking, stumbling around. She just looked drunk as hell. I've oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I've but, been there. But, I mean, if, to feed into this conspiracy, let's say, you know, her friends did set her up for some reason, whether it was rape or something. Maybe it was just to show her a good time because she's 19 and maybe she was still a virgin or something, right? Mm -hmm. And her friends are like, we're going to show you a good time tonight. So, the idea being that maybe the good time would be somebody that worked at the hotel who had walked into the kitchen Mm -hmm. for for hours beforehand and then when her friends left her in the lobby, they said, oh, well, you should go here. And so she stumbled around looking for here, and whatever happened, happened. But, again, the same end. There was no sexual assault proven in examination. Right. So that's where we're stuck. Um, And then on into conspiracy number three, it's a cover-up. Teresa believes that there's foul play involved in Kanika's death, and according to her, hotel employees wouldn't check security footage within the first few hours that Kanika went missing. And when they released the crime scene, photos of Kanika's body were released to the public. The positioning of her body and disheveled clothing raised what Teresa said was, quote, more questions than answers, end quote. Teresa appeared on the Dr. Oz show where he attempted to explain why Kanika's clothing could have been affected by the hypothermia with a phenomenon called paradoxical undressing. And this is where, according to Oz, someone suffering fatal hypothermia may feel a rush of heat when they attempt to undress themselves. And that is a true thing. Yes, but I just, I don't know, I don't know, because, like I said, if you do stumble across the photos, you know, there are going to be bits blurred out because, like, her top is falling off, things like that, but, I mean, the thing that makes the most sense there is the paradoxical undressing. Yeah, and Um, I don't really see what they were trying to cover up, because, I mean, unless, I mean... Because she's, she's actively stumbling around a hallway. If they're trying to cover up the fact that she was so intoxicated and maybe at the point of, like, overdosing on drugs or something, mm-hmm. they wouldn't just shove her out of a hotel room and make her stumble around and stuff. Right. They're going to do something else to hide the body or leave her there for someone to find later. Right. And, like I said, I don't know. I feel like at this point with this case... I feel in my gut that it really could have just been something unfortunate that happened. I do. I don't want it to be. And I would like for the family to have more closure than what they have. Yeah. But I don't know that... I don't know. It To me, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. So, conspiracy number four is that someone followed her into the freezer. Detectives released the footage to the public, but it didn't show Kanika walking in the freezer as suggested. What the surveillance did show was Kanika drunkenly stumbling around the halls of the hotel. The video ends with the intoxicated teen walking into a deserted kitchen area, but not into the freezer, which added to theories detectives were covering up a murder. Right, but, I mean, there was nothing released of any blunt force trauma. There was no, like, trauma to the body. There was no sexual assault. Nothing. Nothing. Unless she was given something in the room prior to leaving and being put in the hallway. Some sort of drug or something. You know, that's the only way. And I take back my previous statement. I don't think it was an accident. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking things through more in my head... I don't think it was. I just think it's very... Because it doesn't make sense that she would have a drug in her system for seizures and epilepsy and migraines when 
there was nothing that came up that she suffered from any of those issues. Right, and then and and what? It's, there's an, a party drug that really covers those things, is there? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I mean, but I'm gonna be honest. I drew the line at like weed. That was like the most I did. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. All these, <laughs> I know know. know that you know there isn't I mean yeah there is opioids and stuff that they're painkillers they're not used to treat epilepsy and migraines and stuff you know like that it's it's very strange Do, do I feel like maybe her shady friends treated her badly and shoved her in a freezer maybe yeah could be um, which leads us into conspiracy number five, and that the footage was altered. And after they released the footage of Kanika meandering through the hall, skeptics weren't satisfied with the conclusion. They believe the footage was edited to cover up her murder. And several videos popped up on YouTube suggesting someone else can be seen following Kanika before the angle switch. And some even suggested the red lines on the footage prove there's another person in proximity. Which in some of the videos you can see... Where, like, a lot of security uh, cameras on houses and different places like that have this where, like, they pop up red or green boxes to show, like, a person in the frame. Right. And that's true. That is very true. There are, there's more than one that come up on Kanika's footage in some of the videos you watch. Now, not that, not necessarily the CBS one, but there are other... There are other videos out there showing, like, the proximity boxes. And that's just a lot of work, though. I can't even Photoshop right. So, I mean... If you're good at what you're good, it takes you seconds. I mean, yeah, but I at mean, the same time, I'd, I'm not saying nobody up in that room at that party was intelligent. But, I mean, if the stolen credit cards is real... And everything else suggested, like, any type of criminal activity. It's possible. It's possible that somebody could have worked with the hotel to cover this up. I don't know. And I don't know that anybody will ever know. Here's my thing. Like, thinking back, when I was, you know younger and and drinking and stuff like that and if accidents happen and stuff they were accidents because people I was with were acting like fucking idiots you know like jumping off a shit or jumping on cars and you know you get scratched up you fall down you you know not you were so drunk you you fucking stumbled into a freezer yeah like that's just it's very strange. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, I know me drunk. Like, if I'm left unattended, I can get in. Um, I'm my biggest enemy. Well, yeah. And I mean, and there are those people that when they do get drunk, that's what they do. They wander. Like, if yeah. you, you don't have eyes on them, they gone. 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 But then that brings my thing to she should have been around people who actually fucking cared about her when she was drunk to make sure that she was okay and that she got home safely. And not exactly. just leave her to be by herself and... God knows what happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can see from the footage she was, she was stumbling, like, pulling her pants up. I mean, not that they were falling down, but, I mean, like, you could see her fidgeting with her clothing. And she was just stumbling around, just alone. And I think if you're best friends with somebody, you don't leave them like that. No. So, with all this being said, do you think it was an accident? Do you think... Somebody murdered her, covered it up. What do you think happened to Kanika Jenkins? Are you like me that maybe initially thought this is fishy, but it could have been an accident, but I really don't think it's an accident? I don't know what sense to make of it in my own head. Or, if you're listening, do you actually have information and know exactly what happened and maybe you want to share? Exactly. And bring closure to the family that they really need if you do speak up even if you if even if you had a hand in her demise speak up do the right thing and as always stay safe don't die peace out